Welcome back to Kansas City Real Talk, brought to you by KCRAR. I'm Bobby Howe, and I'm back. Oh, thank goodness. I'm Alex Gehring. And I'm just kidding, Jeff. Calm down. I know you listen to every single episode. We love you. Thank you for subbing. But we're glad to have Bobby back. I'm so happy to be back. Where were you What were you doing? <laughs> oh, this could be an entire <laughs> episode in and of itself. Um, so I've been dealing with an ongoing Lowe's drama. Oh, a Lowe's drama. That is actually still ongoing. To the, There was actually a new update to it actually just yesterday. So back in March... Actually, let me take a step back. Uh, Two years ago, we ordered um, new windows for the very front of our house, and we were very specific (laughs) on the windows we wanted. And then we finally decided to order the windows for the rest of our house, nine more windows, a new front door, and a new basement door. I know you're laughing because you don't think I'm actually going to tell the story, but I am. And we ordered all of those things back in March. The products finally were to be installed in July. They start installing my windows. They're two of the nine windows in, and I'm like, uh, these aren't the right windows. I was very specific. I wanted the exact same window that I had wanted with the other five. Sure, I, I want right, my windows to right. match in my house. I'd gone to a Pella showroom. I knew exactly the style that I wanted. These windows were not those windows. After a long research, they discover, oh, well, we were able to do pocket windows this time instead of full frame that we needed last time. But that style you ordered last time, they don't make those in uh, a pocket window. So we had to go to a different style. Now, no one told me this. I, no one, my bid, all of my paperwork, everything's for the other style. Right. And at this point, they're like seven windows installed with two more to go that have already been popped out. They need to finish the damn job, even though the windows don't match. Right. And I'm thinking, how are we going to deal with that? And I start talking with the manager and he's like, let's just deal with the door install tomorrow and we'll be okay. So this is July 9th. That evening, we needed to go pick out um, locks for the new door, the new basement door. We're in Lowe's, and I know that the new front door is sitting out. So I walk my husband down the aisle to go, oh, look at this new beautiful front door that's way too expensive <laughs> because it has a skylight next to it. So you, it's a custom order. You always have to custom order anything <laughs> with a skylight. It's fine. And, uh, and my installer's there, and he's got this look on his face, and he's on the phone. He's like, my boss needs to talk to you. I'm so glad you stopped by. And I was like, oh, this can't be good. The door was all completely done. It was uh, made with casing for a wood frame house. I have a brick house. Oh, brother. So we're going to have to send back the door. It's going to have to be remade. But we're going to go ahead and show up tomorrow morning, and we're going to install your basement door. And I'm like, great. Let's just get that done, get that over with. The next morning, they show up. They're there about five minutes, and I hear, Bobby. And I come running downstairs. Uh, it was a uh, metal door for the basement, steel entry door, but it had a, it was custom made because we have thick basement walls or whatever. The threshold need to be wider than this normal threshold, mm-hmm. whatever. I'm just using words. They may not be right. Thresholds. Just whatever, thresholds. guys. Let's go with it. It's fine. <laughs> it, the metal door ha- or steel door has gouges in the steel. Oh, now, God. they got to send that back, and they have to recustom order that door, too. Oh, so I've spent this doesn't sound like a lot of fun. I've spent $13,000 at Lowe's and, and nothing not to show one for product it. was correct. That's not good. So they had to reorder the doors. When you guys recorded the last podcast, they were supposedly installing those doors, except there was a, another problem. I won't get into that. And they, but they were able to get them in on Monday. Get this. Supposedly the new, the big front door was right all along. They were able to just change out the casing for the brick 
And they could have just wood. done it. No, they did just do that, and then they continued to hold on to that door for six weeks oh until the new gosh. basement door came in. They never told me my door was okay, and they mm. could have installed it. They said, well, we just wanted to wait and install them both at the same time. That's not how this works. So you had all of my money. They've had all of my money for four months now. You know, this... I'm yeah, I'm I'm over it. And I'm not against Lowe's. I still like that's why I keep telling them, I still want to shop at Lowe's. I just want you to make this right. So anyways, that's 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 what's been going on in my life. What's been going on for you, Alex? We moved last week. Oh, oh I forgot because you guys bought we the new house. We did. Oh, we bought it. It's it was a lot of fun. We're all I feel I, like your voice went up. Yeah, so so unpacking kind of like at first it feels oh. like Christmas. Uh-huh. But then after like the fourteenth hour, it feels like Christmas at your in-laws that's taken 14 hours. Right. Like a 14-hour Christmas at your in-laws. I love my in-laws. Right. But that's a long Christmas at your in-laws. Christmas. And they just keep giving you presents and you don't want them. And you're like, ah, (laughs) no, another glass. (laughs) It's like, I can't fit this. Toothpaste. Why was this toothpaste in with the napkins? Like it's it's it was a good idea when you were packing. Right. It's like, oh, just put everything in these boxes. So anyway, we're um we moved in last Wednesday. Okay. Um then we were we started unpacking. Okay. We threw a party on Sunday. That was a genius idea. It was great. Uh-huh. I mean, it was fine. It, it, forced, it, wasn't, you to it forced us to do yeah. it. Uh-huh. It actually was, and the was house good. looked great. And we had it all did your realtor throw you a housewarming party? That's kind of what we did. I mean, it wasn't like a party party. Yeah. Don't get offended that you weren't invited. People, calm down. It was a chill party. I wasn't invited either. Everyone knows, <laughs> just FYI. <laughs> Don't feel bad out there in, in listener land. But no, it's good. We're very happy, and the the builder was great, and the other agents were great, and we're uh, we feel feel good. So good. I do own a second home, though. Oh, because you haven't sold your home yet. Yeah, the did you have it under contract? I did. Deal fell apart. My oh. own deal. It's okay. It's not that Was it? We, we fell apart. Out. Not at the fault of the seller. Uh, buyer <laughs> got cold feet oh. a week before closing. No. Yes, so it was a uh, that was it kind of burned a little bit, but wow. it's okay. We so we sad. went ahead and and it's all good. Oh, it's all good. Hard. I'm over it. That was uh, that was like three weeks ago. Okay, my life. Have we is, done a price reduction? What are we doing to get it sold? I, it's not even back on the market. It's going to go back on the market today. We moved everything out, got it all cleaned up, and oh, now good we're, idea. You're just yeah. Like, we were just I was like uh, just just calm down. I, that's not what you in. actually started to say. I heard you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just chill out for a little bit. And, and I like it. That was idea. a good decision. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. fine. That's when we bought and sold the last time. It was over winter, and so we just bought which I didn't like owning two houses at the same time, especially over the sure. winter, but it allowed us that freedom yeah, to, the to ease paint of moving. or do whatever we oh, wanted to do. Exactly. Move in, then finish any projects in the house we were moving out, painting, yep. updating, and then we were just, we didn't have to worry about showing. We had to worry about those to things. We honest, tell our sellers it's fine. It's one of those things where I, I could have just as easily done it this way right. and probably saved myself a whole lot of pain and right. obnoxiousness yeah. you know, and just had it be empty yeah it's much better yeah way easier not having yeah. to deal with the dog right not having to deal with the cat house is clean yeah. not have to worry about hairballs yeah. down in the basement right mm. before showings or happening during a showing, showing. yeah just the cat walks but. right up to the mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it, I, it didn't happen but that was a good sign. I, I, like could, it. I could see it well uh, what are we talking about well 
It's September, right? Oh, it is. Oh my goodness, it's September. September, one of those special months where there's a topic that we're obligated to talk about. Well, first off, September's a special because it's my birth month. Oh, it's uh, my wife's birth month too. It's a great month for What is your birthday? September 28th. September 28th. What's your wife's? September 12th. Oh, nice. So yeah. if she's coming up. You got to be there. You thinking presents? Yeah. Oh, it was she, we bought a house. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, Here you go. Happy birthday. I just, I just, and <laughs> Christmas and yeah. Valentine's Day. And She'll everything. come home from work on the 12th and I'll just, Here just present her with right. the house. I like it. <laughs> We bought our house. It was December 19th. And I was like, Merry Christmas. Exactly. Yep, that's what it was. There you go. But in addition to being some awesome people's birthdays in September, it's also safety month. Realtor safety. Ayo. Yeah. So let's talk safety. You're a boy. Yeah. How, you know, and I, I do think what there's I, a little difference between. You, no, no, boy with this. Follow with me. You're a man. Sorry. He's a man. It's, he's not a boy. His name's Alex. I got a little boy named Alex. <laughs> the funny part Alex is that I didn't boy. actually take any issue with the fact that you said I was a boy. <laughs> oh, the it. lack of man it's didn't like, even affect like, me. It didn't bat an eye. Where are you going with this? So, But I do think there is a difference in probably how men and women address safety as realtors. So, I think that that's true. Um, um, I don't think that that necessarily should be the, the I don't case. think that should yeah. be, but I think it is. So do what, if any, precautions do you take as far as your safety when you're out showing or meeting clients for the first time or anything like that? I don't show um, when it's anywhere close to sunset. Okay. So I pretty much only show when it's daytime. Uh-huh. And if somebody wants to see something after that, I have to know them. Right. I mean, that's pretty much the deal. Um, and, Yeah. Other than that, I make sure that I watch my P's and Q's while I'm showing the home. Right. Um, I make sure that I position myself appropriately when I'm walking into a home, mm-hmm. when I'm going downstairs, and when I'm going upstairs. Um, and I take all of that pretty seriously. And I will say that I've attended Tracy the Stacy. Tracy. <laughs> Tracy the, the Stacy. Her sister's name is Stacy. <laughs> Tracy the Safety Ladies. Uh, seminars in the past and she has a lot of really great things to say i am so excited we have her coming in me too yeah um she's so do you use the lifeline app you know uh, to be honest with you i don't use it as much as i should i have it on my phone um but i i haven't ever felt quite i haven't felt like i've been in a position in the last like year to even have it out right to for that to be needed which is a nice way to feel i feel like i work with people for the most part that I know, trust and right. and love. So it's been Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't go on like a ton of crazy sign calls. For no, the most part, those I'm not get a pop star agent. I don't no. just pop out and go running out. You know, yeah, I'm gonna I meet you, I'm gonna know you. And yeah. yeah, that's we're gonna have a history. That's some of the things that I like to and we'll talk with her about it. Yeah. But do you know what else is coming up? What? It's this month. International Podcast Day. Whoa! <laughs> All right. so it's going to be on september 30th and we're going to have a special podcast day contest where you could win a brand new pair of airpods to listen to kansas city real talk are we eligible to win amber any chance of that no no probably not dang it i still don't have airpods do you have airpods yeah they're sweet yeah so uh, you will need to watch uh, the KCRER Facebook page for details on that. I'm not going to give away what you got to do. You got to be tuned in. 
Gotta win those AirPods. Oh, and speaking of things, because this comes out September 25th, and there's enough time, and this is not in my script. I'm going off script, y'all. Not that we really have scripts. We kind of do whatever <laughs> we want to do around here. No one tells Alex and I what to do. It's fine. Uh, our dear, dear, dear friend and former guest hey. of yes. the KCRER Real Talk, Mark Solomon, is up for the NAR Good Neighbor Award. And he needs our help. He does. You can vote. He's going for the Web Choice winner. You can go on to Good Neighbor. Well, just Google it. NAR Good Neighbor Awards. I'm not going to. It's like goodneighborawards.com. or. Yeah, see that she got it. Realtor.com slash goodneighbor. Yes. Um, go on there. Click on Mark's name, refresh the page, click on Mark's name again. You can just keep voting over and over and over again. I've been demoting like devoting about five to ten minutes a day just to like spamming the votes for Mark <laughs> every day. Um, and the winner is going to be announced out in San Francisco at our annual convention. So and it is a big deal. It's huge. Um, everyone that's in this web choice, they all get at least twenty five hundred dollars, and then they get if he wins this, he gets some extra bonus money. Um, it's a really, really, really big deal. It's and, very cool. You know, we all know how much Mark and Veterans Community Project has done for right for Kansas City and for our veterans. Yeah. So, and yeah. now Mark's living out in Denver, starting um, Veterans Community Project in Denver as a part of a, a nice housing development out there. So he's Sad gone face, actually. Happy. Face. Sad face, happy face. I'm just, I'm, yeah. I'm over it. Over it. I'm over it. So, hey, do you have a book bit? Do I not have a book bit? I don't know. I <laughs> always have a book bit. Okay. <laughs> Alex is like, I'm so scared right now. I have not had nearly enough caffeine. Bobby to got get today. super intense just Woo! now about her book bit. But you'll figure out why when I say who my book bit person is. Do 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 do. Bobby's book bit. Casey. <laughs> It's fine. We got to get rid of that. Can next season we get rid of that, please? Oh. All right. So my book bit today is one of my favorite, least favorite, depending on the mood I'm in, um, social media personalities. It's Crush It by Gary V or Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, the book originally came out in 2009. Um, and if you don't know who Gary V is, YouTube him. Um, if you don't like curse words, don't YouTube him because that's every three seconds it's got some sort of curse word coming out. But that's actually a part of the lessons from his book, Crush It. So Crush It actually is a blueprint. You need to turn your passion into your profession, which I would hope that for most of us in real estate, real estate is our passion. That That's why we've made it our profession. And it gives you the tools you need to turn yourself into a brand. And I'm going to come back to hmm. that. Leverage social media, produce great content, and reap the financial benefit of it. Um, so the quote from the book is, there is no longer has to be a difference between who you are and what you do. And I even think back to just even a couple of years ago, real estate seminars often told you you needed a different personality for your professional life than who you were in your personal life. And for as long as Gary's been around, um, and I've been a firm believer of this as my entire career as well, is I am who I am. Love me, hate me, take me, whoever I am. If you don't like me, we're probably not going to work well together. For sure. I'm not going to pretend to be someone else I'm not just the time we're working together and then totally hate that I'm not being who I am, not being my authentic self. It's and draining then, to do that. And yeah. then I'm going to attract more people like them that I don't – I want to work with people who like me for who right. I am. Yep. And attract more of those kind of people. So the three lessons from the book is that in order to profit from your passion, you have to turn yourself into a brand. And I think every realtor needs to know they are their own brand. They are separate from the franchise or brand that they are attached to. That brand should help build up your brand. 
but you should never be competing with the franchise or brand that you're a part of. You should be your own brand. You know, I whenever I was um, thinking back to like the the lessons from this book, uh-huh. I was even thinking of like someone who's very similar to you yet very different. You and Christian Barnes are with the same brand, right? Yet individually, you both have very different brands, right. very yep. different things that drive you. And I think that realtors too often just, especially people that don't really get focused into what they're doing, they just take whatever brand is over them by their company and that's who they are. That's what they apply. Yep. But that's not <clears throat> where, that's not why typically a client's not calling you because nothing with BHG, nothing with my company. No one's calling me because of the company I'm with. No one's co- most, for the most part calling you because of the company you're with. Right. The company's there to support you and help you grow, but they're calling you because they like Alex. Right. And they've heard about Alex and they want to work with Alex. And the, the company is just the tools to help support the agent. That's right. The it's agent. the toolbox. Yeah. Yep. What's the forward-facing thing? It's the agent. Right. Shouldn't be the company, at least in my opinion. I agree. Um, so the second one is choose a medium that fits your personality to tell the stories that people want to hear. So the platform has to match who you are. So if you're a really, really long-winded person, like Alex and myself, <laughs> Twitter's probably not the best place for us. We're probably not going to be able to sum up what we want to say in 140 words. Now you can, go, you can go longer nowadays, but back in the day when this book was wrote, you could only do 140. You had the one of three, two of three, three of three. Do you I don't know what that? it is now. It is yeah. more, but I it's still too short. short. So that's probably, you and I, we're probably going to write blogs. We're probably going to do videos. <laughs> we're going to do podcasts because we just get to talk and no one cuts us off. It's fine. Facebook Lives, long-winded people are going to do that. And then you have to just start telling stories. They have to be interesting, fun to read or watch or listen to. Insert your personality into whatever it is that you're doing. If you're writing a long blog, write it the way you'd speak. Don't worry about getting all the stuff necessarily right. Make it interesting to read. And then finally, research what your audience wants to hear and then put your own spin on it. I love doing that. Like, what, what? Go out and research. What do you want to know more about? Oh, that? Okay, well, I can go do that, but I'm going to do my own. I'm going to figure out Bobby how Bookman it's applicable. On it. yeah, exactly. There you go. And then finally, just always be authentic in your content. You know if you're listening to Gary Vee, there's going to be a lot of F-bombs. Being authentic means you will turn some people off, but you're going to do that either way. If you pretend to be someone you're not, you're going to turn off some people mm-hmm. that would have liked you for who you actually are. And so people that just can tell that you're not being, being yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's just so much to it. You'll build a base of loyal fans who will love you and want to connect with you. So that's I my like book I like that book a bit. I do. I like Gary Vee. I like his books. I'm going to have to check that one out. That's not one that I know. All right. Good. All right. It's a new Is it one. time to bring in Tracy, the safety lady? Tracy, the sa- Tra- She actually has a last name, y'all. Tracy Hawkins. She is our realtor safety expert, Tracy Hawkins. She's going to come and talk to us. Tracy, the safety lady. There's a lot of assonance there. There's a lot of what in there? Assonance. Oh. A, A. That's a new word. I know. Assonance. I didn't know where you were going with that. Congruent sounds in the end. Okay. All right. We'll be back. I love it. All right. Come back. Water bottle. Oh, where'd you, like you this? get the water bottle at? That is really neat. I love it. It's like <laughs> my favorite thing. People ask me about it all the time. It's my metal ombre realtor water bottle. And I got it at the realtor merch store here at KCRER. The realtor merch store. Have you not seen the realtor merch store? Well, I thought they just had signs and stuff. No, 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 no. They've got all kinds of amazing things out there. Things that like you didn't even know you needed. Like what? Like there's this um, keychain that's got 32 gigabyte uh, flash drive just right there in the keychain. Oh, that sounds like a great closing gift. It's shaped like a house. 
Wow. Like so There's all kinds of blingy pins because we know realtors, they're very high eye. They love their bling. They love to have all that. There's a pepper spray in case, you know, you need to, you know, take somebody down. Smart. Yeah, very Smart. safety. It's yeah. not realtor safety month yet. However, that's going to be a really good item for everybody to have. Let's see. There's uh, the St. Joseph statues. Have you ever heard about the St. Joe statues? No. Okay. So it's actually something I've seen work over and over again. It's this little statue that you bury in your yard, I believe, at dusk. And then you say, uh, say a little prayer. It's non-denominational, but it's Catholic. Um, you bury St. Joseph and you say a prayer. And then supposedly your house sells very quickly afterwards. And I can tell you multiple times, I've had houses that sit on the market for forever. We bury a St. Joe and within the next week, well, all of a sudden we have a contract out of nowhere. All I have to do is bury a statue of St. Joe and my hardest listings will sell. Yes. And the Realtor Merch Store can do that for me? Yes. Yes. Wow. That's the level that we support our Realtor members at. That's amazing. I love it. It's so, so much fun. So where can we find the Realtor Merch Store? It's located at the KCRER Leewood office. Awesome. Yeah. Well, next time I'm around, which I guess is right now, as soon as we're done yeah. here. We're going I'm, shopping. We're going shopping. You've got to show me around mm-hmm. the merch store, and I'm going to buy some of those St. Joe statues. We're going to sell all the listings. There we go. All the listings. It's going to happen. Sell it. Welcome back to Kansas City Real Talk, brought to you by KCRAR. Bobby and I are here with Tracy, the safety lady. I love it. Tracy, how are you doing today? I am well. I'm excited. It's safety month. (laughs) Me too. Me too. You know, safety is one of those conversations that we always have as realtors. And I feel like there are a lot of people that really still don't take it as seriously as they should. Oh my gosh. It's such an important thing for us to talk about today. So we're really grateful that you're here. Thanks for being here. Happy to be here. So what is it that makes real estate such a dangerous profession. The U.S. Department of Labor considers real estate sales and leasing a high-risk occupation. It's hazardous. The job description reads that real estate agents make a living sitting in empty houses waiting for complete strangers to walk in. They make a living meeting complete strangers in empty houses. Need I say more? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's... Well, what are we doing in this, pre- <laughs> this I business? I don't know. I don't Why know. did I sign up for this? I blame my mom. <laughs> That's all I can say. Um, so you do a lot of speaking engagements on the topic of realtor safety. Alex has been through several of your seminars. Um, mm-hmm. He raves of you. Mm-hmm. What's a big point that you always drive home in your sessions? Well, first and foremost, real estate safety is a it's a challenging occupation. I must be honest. This is I'm a former agent, mm-hmm. so I walked in your shoes. I have a twin sister who's an agent. So and she's still an agent thirty plus years yeah. later. She's going to get mad at me for that. But um, I know what you're doing, and I know why you do it. You're a commission-based business, so you need to make a living. And for me to put obstacles and roadblocks in front of you, you're not going to listen to me. So what I had to do is I had to find a way to make real estate safety um, accessible to everyone. So that's what I've done. I had to add a twist to real estate safety to get real estate agents to show up to hear me. After hearing an education director say, Tracy, I know safety is important, but I can't invest in you because agents won't show up and I'm not going to make any money. She said, if you're not teaching agents how to make more money, they will not show up for training. So what I had to do is I had to take, um, I had to take a new approach. I teach real estate agents not only how to work safely, but how to make more money doing so. So that's what I am doing differently and no one else is teaching that. I love that. So, that is one of the things that's really, really great about your uh, about your seminars is that you talk about 
um, how much of a benefit this really is to your clients as well, to an agent's clients. And and I don't think that we really think so much about that. When we think about safety, we think about um, like our own personal well-being. We're not thinking necessarily about our clients. And I think that that's an important conversation to have too. Right. And when um, real estate agents think, oh, I already know what I need to do to be safe. So they kind of tune out any kind of safety training. When I add the different element in, as you said, I teach them how to be more consumer focused. And I get to teach across the country from New York to North Dakota to California to Texas. I teach everywhere. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I notice is real estate associations or I'm sorry, the commissions, Mm -hmm. they want to protect the consumer. So I had to have a different mindset. Mm -hmm. They're not there to protect the agent. So they said, your class must protect the consumer so I had a new mindset Mm -hmm. and then in my conversation with the education director who wouldn't hire me because it wasn't a good business decision I had to find a way to show them that protecting the consumer will help their bottom lines so I I created takeaways and tools when they walk out of class with me they have information in their hand Mm -hmm. to help the consumer that's the buyers that's the sellers and even FISBOs so they walk away with marketing materials and here's how we can help the Mm -hmm. consumer be safe no one else is talking about mm-hmm. that. So that helps fill up the seat. So education directors love me for that reason. Right. And it gives me a chance to talk to agents about what they need to know anyway. So it's a, a door opener. Right. And I don't want you to give away your content because I want people to come to your seminar. Exactly. But what's a, can you give me like one takeaway? What's one idea of something that they can do or to help the consumer that also brings them more business? What's one short quick little mindset mindset Mindset. sellers put their houses on the market and they're just opening up their house to anyone and everyone Mm -hmm. sometimes they're a little afraid to say you know what about my family what about my possessions the real estate agent walks in with the mindset i'm going to protect you so in their listing appointment they're talking about ways they can protect the seller while their house is on the market and they have a piece of paper that i created in their hand it's a checklist so they get a tool that they can go in with a whole totally different mindset Mm -hmm. when they approach fisbos instead of saying i can sell your house they're saying here's what you need to be doing safer. And these FISBOs are thinking dollar signs. They're not even thinking about safety until this agent comes to them and says, let me help you be safe. I'm not trying to sell you anything. Let me help you be safe. So it's a whole new mindset. I absolutely love that. That's amazing. And it, it is, it's just a mindset shift. And it's, a, well, you know, we try to teach our agents to do, especially when we're working with FISBOs or expires or those people that just don't want to work with us, you know, because whatever they've been burned, is we need to come from a place of contribution. I'm not coming from myself. I'm not trying to make a commission. I'm trying to protect you and your family, and you've probably not been thought about, so I'm coming from contribution for you, and that's how you build the best level of rapport. I absolutely love that. Thank you know, you. you bring you're up a genius. <laughs> Thank you. Thank on. you. Wait a minute. You're you're a say that. Wait, wait. You're a genius. Excuse me, Al. I just, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, Stacy, if you're listening, Tracy's a genius. <laughs> I just wanted to hear it again. Thank you. <laughs> okay. I'll say it over and over again. Okay, you know, go ahead, Alex. I'm oh sorry. <laughs> so you mentioned Fizbos as well. I mean, so I, I think that that's great. So we can put a value add to, to Fizbos. Can you explain that just a little bit more? You know, Fizbos, and I always say this kind of offhandedly FISBOs don't like real estate agents it's not that they don't like you they feel like they don't need right you. right and again I've been an agent they think how hard is it to put a sign in the yard and to sell a house write a contract and get a big check right it's not that easy Mm-mm. I created 13 safety tips for FISBOs so real estate agents are sharing this information with FISBOs you're not talking about I want the listing I can sell your house you're saying here's some information as a safety trained agent this is what mm-hmm. I've learned and I want you to be safe so FISBOs don't think about opening up their homes to strangers they don't think about the things right. that they need to do that by the time they get to number 13 on my checklist they're thinking whoa 
what am I doing? I never thought about this. Right. And here's an agent who took the time to thank me for what I do, right. for, for, for to, to, to look out for my safety instead of asking for business. Right. So the FISBO um, safety checklist is something that real estate agents who go to my training, they get this. This is something right. they can walk away with immediately. When you well, think about that as such a value add, it, it really it, is, because I don't think that, I don't think that's so true. FISBOs aren't, they're not thinking about their safety. And the truth is that what you said at the very beginning, we make our living meeting strangers in houses when nobody else is around. These people don't do that. Don't that's not no, something that's, that they have any experience in doing. They didn't sign up for that. They they up for that. Their doors. We're the idiots that signed up for that. Right. Well, and <laughs> the other minute. thing is we, we promote ourselves as real estate experts. So when we come in with this mindset of giving you the 13-step checklist, now I'm educating you. Right. I'm now proving to you that I am an expert in the field of real estate in an area you've probably not considered because you were just focused on most amount of dollars in the shortest period of time and you were focused on that. But when you take it back, especially if you speak to a mom or a dad that's got some little kids running around, wait, I'm just exposing potentially sex offenders to my family? Are you Without kidding me? Without thought. Without thought. And then you hit the nail on the head, Bobby. Um, a lot of time, what, what I call it the FISBO syndrome in this business. So FISBOs think, how hard is it to do what you do? Mm-hmm. I can do it. And real estate agents, you all approach them and you say, I'm an expert, I'm a professional, I've got training, I've got ethics, and this is why you need to hire me. What are, where are some common areas where you feel like uh, realtors aren't practicing safety in the best ways they can? What are some easy things that they just let fall by the wayside they don't pay attention to? Mm, you know what? One, uh, and I also write for Realtor Magazine and Realtor.org. Uh-huh. And I, um, I've got a deadline today, as a matter of fact. <laughs> but um, anyway, that's what I do. One of the most read articles of the year in 2017 on Realtor.org was my article about male agent safety. I have to let male real estate agents know that your safety is just as important. Mm -hmm. Part of my presentation, I show seven names on the board. Those seven names are seven agents who've been victimized recently, and they're all men. Wow. And so that's an eye-opener in the class. It's not just a woman thing or female agents or, Mm -hmm. you know, hey, girls, you better pay attention. Everybody needs to pay attention. So I love it when men show up to the class. I love Mm -hmm. it that Alex contacted me and Mm -hmm. said, hey, come on in and talk about safety. So I need to let agents know that it's not just women who need to worry. It's men and women. I hear agents say, well, I only work in the good part of towns. I want to scream. Um, As long as criminals have cars. Uh Uh-huh. They're everywhere. Yeah. And the good parts of town, that's where the good stuff is. Right. Right. And then agents say, I only work in the daytime. If you look back at the most um, the most recent crimes against real estate agents, mm-hmm. they're in high-income areas. They're in broad daylight. Yep. So it's a mindset. My job is not to scare agents, but to educate them. This is what's really happening out to other agents. And here's how we can learn from those stories. So don't wait until there's a Beverly Carter story or an Ashley Oakland story. Don't wait for the news stories before you start paying attention. A male agent was murdered this year in January. It didn't make Dateline, but it's still important. Real estate agents are still getting harmed, but it's all preventable and it's preventable by good quality education. Mm -hmm. And by being aware of your surroundings and what you're doing and what you're committing to putting yourself and your clients in harm's way. It's just that simple. That's right. Yeah, just it that really simple. is. And that's we actually before you came on, we did we do a little intro and we talked to Alex. So as a as a boy, what do you do? How do you do you think about it? And he's like, well, I do, but like a lot of guys probably don't. They just, I'm just a big burly guy. No one's gonna hurt me. Yeah. And look at the art. Read the article. I encourage you to read the article because I get agents. I interview male agents, mm-hmm. and they said it's the machismo. Um, I don't have to worry about it. Nothing's going to happen to me. Look at those seven agents from mm-hmm. physical assaults and attacks right. to murder. It happens to robbery. It happens to yeah. all agents. 
so, you know, one of the ways I think that, you know, we talked about early just talking about what we do as our job. We just sit in empty houses and we wait for people to show up. So what are some safety tips for a realtor when they're hosting an open house? Something that I learned on the road, and I forget where, is, well, one thing that I know the basis of my safety training is criminals are cowards. Mm -hmm. Criminals don't want witnesses. Criminals don't want someone else there to make their jobs a little harder. So um, sometimes it's a waste of time to say take a buddy with you because sometimes agents won't do that right. but I encourage them if you're hosting an open house you can have a new agent tag along who would want the experience mm-hmm. you can ask an affiliate I'll bet your mortgage broker oh, yeah. would do backflips to host with you so don't host alone if you don't have to right. if you have to give the appearance that there is someone else there with you. I, I sell these signs, these uh, warning camera surveillance signs. Mm-hmm. I tell real estate agents, park that near the front door. When someone's approaching the open house, they see a big gigantic sign that says there's a camera here. Right. They think twice because they don't want witnesses. So they're walking in the house and they're thinking there's cameras here. And most people have cameras anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. I said throughout the house, put a little sign, you know, there's a camera. A video camera surveillance and let criminals know you're on camera so think twice before you do it so that's a way to remove some of the dangers from open houses even when showing um, and just to, to, to use tools there are apps and tools um, that can help you um, lifeline here at KCRAR yep. excellent tool you use it you have it in hand if you feel you're in danger you push the button you know helps on the way if you can't talk so utilize the technology that's out there yep absolutely Tracy, do you feel like there uh, there are ways that realtors generate business that make them more more or less susceptible to um, a event that we're trying to avoid? Sometimes, well, the nature. Like for, for instance, sorry, let me mm-hmm. let me clarify that. Okay. So, um, like, if somebody works a lot of online leads uh, versus somebody that's more uh, personal referral based, um, do do those make a difference. I actually um, have a technology boot camp class where I talk about all, all things tech. There are resources out there. There is a company um, that actually does background checks. So before you mm. show up to meet someone, you type in a phone number and up pops background information, criminal background, uh, any bankruptcies, all the information that you need as an agent before you spend time with this person. So you can utilize technology to learn whether or not um, it's a good business decision. And um, real estate agents, it's part of your, your nature to sure. say, hey, I'm successful. You know, I've sold multi-millions of dollars. Right. Little do people know that a million dollars is, what, a few thousand dollars? Right. But right. then your job is to say, I'm successful, and this is why you need to hire me. Right. And right. criminals see successful equals what? Dollar signs equals mm-hmm. money. So you mm-hmm. already have a bullseye. Right. So you still need to take precautions. And um, you, a lot of agents don't know what's out there about them. They think, oh, I'm not on the computer that much. Or I don't do um, Facebook, so there's no information. In my technology class, I teach that there's information about every single person on this planet. Oh, yeah. My 80-year-old aunt never touches a computer. I can tell you so much stuff about her. I won't tell her because she'll never sleep. Right. <laughs> but I just let agents know there's so much information about you that's out there. You need to educate yourself. So learn learn about technology and utilize it to your benefit. I'll never forget um, reading about the, I think it was the Beverly Carter story, where the they asked the guy why he why he did it, and he said because she's a rich broker, oh, and little did anybody know, uh, she was struggling enormously. dollars in the bank. Right. Yeah. yeah, just just horrible. Um, so you already have a bullseye on you. My job yeah. is not to scare you, but to help you remove that bullseye and to educate you on ways to do your jobs in a safer manner. Right. Are there any items that you feel like we should keep in our cars or on our person at all times? The first safety um, uh, tool that you need, you're born with it. Mm-hmm. Your instinct, 
gut instinct, intuition, sixth mm-hmm. sense, whatever you call it. That's the first thing I teach in all of my safety classes. Trust your gut. Your body's hardly ever wrong. We all have a built-in, all animals in nature have a built-in survival mechanism. Right. Never wrong. Humans are the only ones who ignore it. Mm-hmm. So trust your gut. If you get a weird feeling, that funny feeling in the pit of your stomach, the hairs are standing up on your arms, the back of your neck, your body's warning you. Pay attention. Exactly. Yeah. You may not be able to figure out right then and there, but know that it doesn't come from nowhere. Right. Your body's warning you. Listen to it. Heed it. Um, when the National Association of Realtors surveyed real estate agents and said, what's the number one non-lethal safety tool mm-hmm. that agents use? What do you think it was? Non-lethal tool, protection tool that real estate agents use. You sell it here. Pepper spray. Right. right. Mace is a brand name. They make pepper spray. Um, People need to know what they're carrying. If you choose to use a defense spray, know that it's not um, tear gas. You need to know that it is pepper Mm. spray, pure Mm -hmm. pepper. You need to know what it does. What will pepper spray do to someone if you spray them with it? Mm -hmm. And um, how does it work? How long does it work? Is there an expiration date? And I've been selling pepper spray since for 25 years or so. I started my business in a retail store selling pepper spray. And I tell people, know what you're using. Test it before you need sure. it right. tested every um, year, a couple times a year. So whatever tool you use, you need to make sure you use it. There's so many apps on the market now. You need to make sure that it has, it has a good history that they'll mm-hmm. be here and test your test your app. Right. I had one a location app, and I was in I think Dallas, and I tested it. You know, I turned no, I was in Fargo. Well, in Dallas and Fargo, it both happened to me. So I was testing it in front of the class. Right. And I forgot to um, tell the operator that I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> So the police officer from Fargo Police Department showed up and said, Tracy, are you okay? Oh, no. It's like I'm standing in a room in front of 175 people. I'm okay. Uh But they didn't know. So if you use technology, test it. Don't be afraid to push that button to see what's going to happen if you need it. Right. So test, test. And if it's a spray, test it. Whatever the tool you use, test it. Wasn't and that it? good one was a good one in Fargo because it worked. It, exactly. And in Dallas, too, I got a call from the police department, and it's like, I'm okay. Thank you. Thank you. It works. Yeah, but it was good. That's it's reassuring. Like, oh, I've, I messed up, but it's reassuring to know that if there had been something really wrong, I would have been okay. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Wasn't it pepper spray or a type of pepper spray that saved the uh, woman in exactly. Colorado here recently? The real estate in, uh, agent in Colorado had a um, maybe would be perpetrator. Well, he was a perpetrator. He pulled a mm-hmm. knife on her. Yeah. And um, so she had her gun, but the pepper spray was used in the opposite way. When oh. she pulled her gun out, he sprayed her with the pepper spray. Oh. But she still fired through it and he took off. So in that situation, what I say is if you use pepper spray, know what it's going to do. So if you, in her situation, if she was familiar with pepper spray, she knows my eyes are going to burn in water. I'm going to cough for a little while, but it won't kill me. So she was able to keep her mind um, clear and she shot him. She shot at him. So she didn't just die and start crying. She knew what the consequences were. So when I train um, agents, I always include product education. I let them know what pepper spray is going to do to them. So if you accidentally get sprayed, keep on moving. It'll be over with. And here's how you combat it. So pepper spray was important there, but she fought through it. So she's a survivor. That's awesome. There's so much to think about on this topic. And like you said, Bobby, I think it's just really important that we protect our most valuable asset and that's ourselves yeah and Um, our consumers and absolutely and we have to just keep talking about it because too often we just think oh i'm safe i'm safe and then like it's too easy to just let your guard down yep and just to be like oh i've I've comfortable around you because there's somebody that could come work with you for a short period of time build up your trust and then all of a sudden turn you know people have things and they go crazy and you have to just never let your guard down and that's a matter of doing that and just always being on alert for the things that are around you 
You know, it's, you were talking about neighborhoods. I, I live in one of the larger subdivisions up in St. Joe. We're not a fancy subdivision, but we're a, a decent subdivision in town. And we've had a rash of uh, robberies in our neighborhood. Mm. And it's because mm. people, the, typically it's it's an older subdivision, so trucks can't fit in the garages. Mm. So typically oh. there'll be a truck parked in the driveway. They'll break <clears> into that, grab the garage door opener, open the other side and then steal the car because people just leave car keys in their cars oh and garages gosh. like idiots ah. and they're stealing cars or they have access into the home because now they got the garage door opener they can just come right into the house and we live in a decent part of town but people come break in there because we got things that's where the good stuff is yeah exactly. and so it's it's that mindset around oh i'm in a safe part of there is no safe part of town as long as we need criminals to stop getting have over that cars yes i'm telling you so that that's one of the things that i teach it's a mindset and then i talk in technology about your gps if you have your gps set to your home address someone steals your phone yeah. or your car how many of us have our cars programmed yep they can go to your house push the little button in your car open your garage door and clean you out before you're home right so i talk to them about ways to not don't put your exact address on there mm-hmm. put a general intersection so when right. i'm traveling out of town i'm about to hit the road next week i'm going to tennessee Yay. i will drive and i will have my gps but if i when it's time to go home mm-hmm. it's not going to point any criminal directly to my home address it's going to point them to my general area yeah. good luck finding my house then right. so little things like that i teach in my technology yeah. boot camp that agents no it's one smart. no one thinks yeah. about you could just yeah. point it back to kansas city because once you're in kansas exactly. city you know you how better, to get home you better know yeah, how to get know. home <laughs> exactly i would hope so exactly. Lord, people <laughs> exactly <laughs> Tracy, one of the things I know that you're uh, pretty passionate about is uh, broker awareness of this topic um, and making sure that brokerages have policies in place. Could you talk a little bit about that and why that's a a good investment for brokers? Excellent, excellent. One of the families of a murdered real estate agent sued the company, Mm -hmm. and they pretty much said, if you would have provided safety training, you know, our loved one would still be here. Mm -hmm. That was an eye-opener. You don't want to be that company that never provided safety training for your agents. I sit down and I tell agents, here's what you need to do to reduce your liability. You need to make sure your office is safe, physically safe. You need to make sure the contents inside, that's your agent, that's your staff members, that's your equipment. You need to make sure it is safe. You need to make sure you have a safety policy in place. And that's where no companies have safety policies. I wrote the country's only handbook, the Mm -hmm. only real estate safety policy handbook. My whole goal in life is proactive training, proactive safety before something happens. So that broker manager workshop has been amazing because no one else is teaching safety to that group. Right. And I'm telling them, here's how to stop. Here's how to not get sued. What are some of the things? um, So so you what are some of your offerings that you provide to brokerages um, in the area to help provide this kind of training? Um, once again, the workshop. I do a workshop, and it's an interactive workshop. Some people say I'm kind of entertaining. <laughs> um, and it's energetic, and I, I make it interesting. Um, I'm always on the lookout for people falling asleep. That would offend me. <laughs> no one falls asleep, and I, I, I get the feedback. I read the evaluation forms, and people said it's lively, it's entertaining. And it's like, I'm this is safety. It's a serious topic. Right. But if I can entertain, then yep. so it goes if that's what it takes. Right. I'm a natural fast talker, mm-hmm. um, but I hear the agents like it when I talk fast. So I was in uh, New York this um, summer speaking, and I say, you're just right. But yeah. even no, no matter where else, Oklahoma or wherever, where else, agents say, we like that you talk fast, you keep it moving. Right. So I am um, I'm passionate about making it accessible and making it interesting and to give those brokers, managers, and owners a tool to implement safety policies in their office right now. So if someone wants to sue them, they can say, look, this is what I've done. I've provided training, whether the agent took it or not. Right. I provided training. I have a handbook. We have actual safety policies in office. So if your agent did not follow those, you can't blame me. I tried. And not just that, but I bought in 
a, a qualified instructor. It's just not, someone called them um, Pop-Tart instructors, where oh. you have someone just says, hey, today I'm a safety instructor, tomorrow I'll teach something else. Mm-hmm. They brought in a subject matter expert that's been on the Today Show, CNN, Washington Post, recognized as an expert. They brought in someone who knows what they're doing. So if you say it's not good training, right. that's not going to hold up in court. Right. Yeah. Tracy, is there anything we haven't asked you today that we should have asked you? Let's see, we talked about the real estate class, we talked about the broker class. So one thing I'm doing now is I'm partnering with companies, whether it's a security company, alarm company, any safety related company, I am partnering with them and helping get the message out to real estate agents that you need to hear what I have to say. And these companies, you need to know what they have to offer. Awesome. I love it. We'll get people in to see you. Yay. And we'll, we'll get KCRER to have you again so we can get everybody. We invite our listeners to come see you, okay? Yay. We appreciate you being here today. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Tracy. Thanks Thank so much. You. Be safe. Be safe. <laughs>